Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Bet the Edge. Alongside Drew Dinsick, I'm your host, Sarah Perlman, and we have quite a show today. Corey Parsons here to tell us where he sees value in week five on Sunday and get a jump on NBA win totals with the season just a couple weeks away. Also, there will be eight drivers left in the NASCAR playoffs after this weekend, so who better to help us preview the race in Charlotte than driver Parker Kligerman? We also have our Edge of the Day. So much more coming up uh, right here on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. Drew, I love Thursday shows because Thursday night football, we haven't seen the best games, but today we're seeing a good game. At long last, <laughs> we suffered through week two, three, and four of Thursday Night Football to be rewarded with week five, which is an NFC West matchup. Uh, if I had my druthers, we would get an NFC West matchup every week in primetime because they are fantastically close competition every time. Uh, and this has been a fascinating market to watch it mature throughout the week. We saw this open up about a pick em. Early money came in on the Rams. Late money came in on the Rams. Day of money is coming in on the Rams. <laughs> this has been one-way action, pushing this number out to two and a half. I can't personally agree with the directionality here. I think this is probably a pick em game. Uh, I know you have a, a teaser leg on mm -hmm. Seattle, getting them out past the seven, which I love. Uh, I think Russell Wilson at home in prime time is not something that is fluky. I think we have enough of a sample size at this point to recognize that, you know, he does bring his a game in, you know, when the lights are brightest. And honestly, this is the first home game that they have had in Seattle since the pandemic in prime time. Uh, so the crowd energy should be absolutely electric. And, you know, we've seen a little bit to the early part of the season that uh, in some of these primetime games, the home crowd really has elevated the play of the team. Uh, and so I think uh, I do think Seattle is the right side here. I will be patiently waiting to see if this gets two three by kickoff, at which point I will get involved with a little bit of Seahawks. But otherwise, I think your look on the uh, teaser leg is the right way to play this. So much money, as you said, has come in on the Los Angeles Rams. We had head trader at PointsBet come on yesterday talking about this game a little bit and just all Rams money. And I do understand it. Looking for a bounce back win after they were arguably, uh, they underperformed and embarrassed by Arizona last week, a shocking result. I like Seattle um, for the three. I'd probably take it there as well. Obviously, they're in a teaser like for me. I gave that out earlier in the week, them to plus eight. Now you can get them plus eight and a half in a six point teaser. Home field advantage, I think, Drew, as you said, matters a ton in this game for Russell Wilson. Beginning of the season, we mentioned normally there wasn't a huge home field advantage. This is one of the places that it rocks. If you've been to Seattle and been to a game there, you would certainly know that home field advantage is the real deal. Also, you never see Russell Wilson 
lose big at home. Actually, he's eight and two against the number in his career as a home dog, which does not happen a lot. Typically, Russell Wilson and company are favored here. I'm going to get into the prop market later, Drew. Um, I lean under. I will say that. I have him in a teaser. I do lean under strictly because we've seen them play each other so many times. We know that Jalen Ramsey is going to be an impact player on the field and maybe shut down. Lockett or DK Metcalf. But for me, I'm staying away from the side strictly because they're in a teaser. But I kind of like Seattle straight up to get the victory at home. Ooh, interesting. Uh, I generally agree with you. And realistically, the reason that the teaser leg is, you know, the most plus EV angle of attack, it, beyond just the fact that uh, you're getting across three, you're getting across seven. You have Russell Wilson in comeback mode if the Rams happen to be playing with the lead. Uh, and that is, at times, that is where he is the most dangerous. And, uh, you know, realistically, I think if you are watching live, if you are looking for a live entry, I would, you know, the, the Seahawks either coming from behind are live to close the gap, get in the back door, uh, or playing with the lead give the Rams the opportunity to sneak in the back door. So I think uh, if you are watching live or if you're betting at halftime, just taking a, a shot on whoever is behind, expecting them to uh, be able to come back is pretty realistic here. Neither of these teams has an especially impressive pass defense. While you're generally, I agree with your lean to the under, especially if you can get a 54 and a half, because 54 is a kind of a quasi key total now that we are in sort of this new regime where we have higher scoring NFL games. I still am a little, a little little wary of the fact that uh, you know both of these teams are capable of uh, scoring in you know in comeback mode mm -hmm. uh, which could push this uh, you know push the ultimate score line uh, into the 50s so fair total in my opinion ultimately but uh, good opportunity to bet live into whoever's chasing the lead Russell Wilson in primetime. Here's one more number for you. Nine and one, by the way, straight up on Thursday night football over his career, the total four and six to the uh, over under for what it's worth, obviously playing a different Rams team that he faced last season with now Matt Stafford as the quarterback, but like the Seahawks at home, we'll get more into that later uh, with some prop action. Our NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet is giving you a chance to win $160,000 this week, and it's free to play. Here are just a few of the contests. Friday, MLB playoff action, Irish Pick'em for Notre Dame against Virginia Tech, and $100,000 is up for grabs on Sunday night seven when the Chiefs visit the Bills. Download from your app store today or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor. Going to have to get involved with that. The Irish Pick'em, I lost last week on Notre Dame, so I might have to stay away from that one. But the, the Sunday Night 7 is something I can get involved with. Let's welcome in Corey Parson to talk some more NFL and get a jump on Sunday games. And Corey, always appreciate the time. I look at the board and I'm seeing the Eagles getting three and a half playing the Carolina Panthers. Panthers defense has been spectacular throughout the season. We've certainly seen the Eagles offense, I guess, in two different forms throughout the season. It does seem like there's split action on here. If I just look right now, 54% of the handle is coming in on the Eagles and that hook. Where do you land in this one? I'm going to be on the side with the Philadelphia Eagles in the hook and how y'all guys doing this morning. Listen, Jalen Hurts is having a good season. So is Sam Darnold. Carolina Panthers look like they're a team that has playoff aspirations. Philadelphia Eagles still trying to figure some things out. But really, one of the trends we've seen so far this season is the dominance of road team, particularly road underdogs hitting at 62% against the spread this year. So we're going to lean into that trend for one more week. And then not to mention the fact, in Matt Rule's career uh, as a Carolina Panther head coach, he is 4-6 and six ATS on his home field. 
really we've seen the Carolina Panthers do a lot of that damage on the road. So I'm going to stick with the Philadelphia Eagles on this one right here, catching that three and a half versus the Panthers. Not sure if they win the game, but do think it's a field goal contest. I like your repping the uh, Philly uh, 76ers throwback look today coming in and also supporting the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, it's the right side. I think you got the right side here. Uh, Pretty clearly, the Sam Darnold experience is somewhat limited. He is really not attacking down the field, uh, which, you know, if you're going to put points up on the board against this Eagles defense, that's what you got to do. So Eagles Eagles defense is where the problem is at. So there you go. That's right. So this should be a competitive one. I like that you're taking the points. Another game that I pretty clearly, this was like the first one to strike off and I really want no part of it. I'm prepared to be talked into your position here because uh, if there's one thing that I can say about the Steelers Broncos matchup, it's that it's going to be ugly. What is the proper way to attack this given what you know about the quarterback situation and the way the market sits with the current spread Pittsburgh's small favorite at minus one and the total hovering around 40. Yeah, Drew Locke, you know, the, Drew Locke makes the Denver Broncos an underdog. I wish my man Teddy Two Gloves was out there. And then we can really see this how far the Broncos could have took this thing. With that being said, the total on this game is 39 and a half. This is 2021. <laughs> we look at a 39 and a half total in the, in, you know, in the NFL where offense is key. And that's really um, Drew Locke and Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is washed up. That's just, you know, that's the bottom line. There's no other way to say it. You have to be honest. Ben Roethlisberger is washed up. And you can see it all throughout the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. It doesn't help him that their offensive line is trash as well. Now, points bet has their total at 20 and a half. Most books have already moved to 19 and a half. So you can hop in here and hop on this 20 and a half. The past three weeks, the Steelers have not scored more than 17 points. Matter of fact, in their first game, it wasn't for that block kick in the end zone. They would not have more than 17 points. So I feel pretty good about this one, taking a team total under 20 and a half for the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. I just don't see how this team, especially against Big Fangio's defense, gets to 21 points. This is an awesome look. I did not come across this because I honestly, like Drew, didn't even look at this game much. But I think you found a gem here going under 20 and a half points versus the Broncos. Broncos defense, Vic Fangio's defense has been incredible, giving up less than 13 points a game, now facing, you said a washed up, I would argue, tired offense. Uh, <laughs> easy to read scheme. Both from the forward or to the under, it does seem like the right look there. And certainly the market is in agreement. 57% of the handle coming in on the under for the Steelers team total this weekend. Let's talk a little bit of NBA. I know you're excited. Last week you came on. You talked about the Lakers going under on their win total. That certainly started to get some steam and tick down. Another under I know you have your eye on is the Boston Celtics. Their win total is at 46 and a half. I do look forward to watching this team with some shifts in the front office and head coaching scheme. But ultimately, what is your reason for leaning under on the Boston Celtics this season, Boy? I watched them last year. And, <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they, the roster didn't improve, as a matter of fact. It got worse. The four, if they, the Boston Celtics was to win 47 games, that would put them somewhere towards the three or four seed in the Eastern Conference. They're more like a playing team in the Eastern Conference. So I'm going to hit the under on the Boston Celtics. New head coach, I get it. But really, when you look at this roster, it's Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yes, both great players, but there's nothing around those two guys. I like Marcus Smart a lot, too, to be honest with you, as, as a player. But when I look at this Celtics team, nothing really jumps out. I think it's going to be a down year for the Boston Celtics. I see them kind of, like I said, in that play-in range in the Eastern Conference. So I'm taking the under on this one. This is about a 41, 42, 43 win team. 
definitely not a 47-win team. So I like the under on the Boston Celtics. I just think that this uh, organization really needs to uh, – I mean, from the Kyrie thing really set them back and what they were trying to look at in the future. And now you, they brought in Kemba. It didn't really work. And now you just see a whole bunch of things at the Boston Celtics that are – it looks like the organization going in the wrong direction right now, although Brown and Tatum are two very good players. Yeah, man, they pick. They had so much, so many assets in the draft the last handful of years, and really look to have come away with not a lot, which is somewhat frustrating if you're a Celtics fan. I get it. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown starting to deal with some injuries too, and yeah, it's kind of a fragile team. Do you have any interest in Boston Celtics to miss the playoffs at plus three seventy five? The thing about it is interesting, Drew. I think if they get into that playing tournament they can snag the AC because when you look at the bottom, listen, the bottom of the Eastern Conference is going to look like, well, that playing range is going to look like it did last year with teams like the Charlotte Hornets is going to be in that mix. The Bulls and the Knicks should be ahead of that. But when you have teams like the Hornets, the Pacers could be in that mix. In a one-game scenario, Boston could, but it's definitely worth it at, at, at plus 375. It's definitely worth it. Interesting. I, de- I tend to agree with you. The Eastern Conference is quite a lot weaker than the Western Conference, which is interesting that you have picked out an over in the Western Conference that I'd love to hear your case for. Can you uh, elaborate on uh, how you see the Pelicans taking a meaningful step forward for the 2021-2022 season? I hope it's going to be on the, on, on the bench, on, on the sideline. Uh, brand new head coach, Willie Green. Uh, this is his first time being a head coach, former player, obviously. The thing about Green is he comes off the Steve Kerr coaching tree. He was with Monty. He spent a couple of years winning championships with the Golden State Warriors on their bench on that as part of that Steve Kerr staff. I uh, was it with Monty Williams in Phoenix last year. But what he's planning on doing, and we've already seen some, some, some hints of it in the preseason, albeit just the preseason, is stressing defense with this team. Me as somebody who's known to play a little daily fantasy, one thing we've got to do is pick, pick on the New Orleans Pelicans on a nightly basis because of how terrible their defense is. If that defense improves, I think they can get over the win total of 39 and a half and get to 40 wins. They have talent on the team, obviously, with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson being the big guys. Uh, they bring in Jonas Valanciunas, who I'm a big fan of, not to mention the fact that Vontae Graham joins his team as well, Walker Alexander, and so on and so forth. But I think the change in coaching philosophy to a more defensive-minded team is going to be able to help this bunch. So I think the Pelicans can get to that 41 42 wins and be in the um, the playing race in the Western Conference, probably somewhere down there with the Grizzlies and the Trailblazers and maybe even the Sacramento Kings this year. Corey, for all the reasons you just laid out and, and probably emphasis on Zion again, taking it another step forward in the league, 71% of the money with you coming on the over for the Pelicans. So you've had a ton of market agreement on all your plays and looks in the NBA. Good luck with your plays for this weekend, Corey. We surely appreciate it. If you're not already, Corey is on Twitter at the fantasy exec and he has awesome content and plays on NBC sports edge.com. All right. Good stuff. Y'all enjoy the weekend. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Drew and I appreciate you guys listening to Bat the Edge. Wherever you're listening, be sure to sign up, rate the podcast. We are giving you the most actionable information every single weekday in just about 30 minutes or less. The lines move really quickly and we do want to make sure you're gaining an edge with us. So be sure to sign up. And of course, we'd love to hear from you on Twitter as well. It was great there talking to Corey about a little NBA, get the NBA juices going. Uh, I've obviously been so immersed in the NFL so far this season that I am behind on my research, on my prep for the NBA tip off. So if you have I'm any. I'm making because I doubt you're behind. <laughs> you know, Drew, he's ahead on tennis for 2023 at this point. Well, tennis, ten, I'm in trouble because tennis Indian Wells is late this season. So it's conflicting with my prep for NBA. Uh, it's a major problem. Uh, so if you have any hot NBA tips, if you have any sides that you love in terms of win total market, please reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts. I'd love to kind of gauge the impression of all of the sharp players on Twitter who are betting into the NBA. You can find me at whale underscore capper and be sure to reach out to Sarah at Sarah Perlman. October is an awesome month because Drew gets to prep for his NBA and I get to listen to that and Corey as well. We got the NFL, we have college football, baseball. We've really hit it all on this show but also NASCAR. And we've been talking about NASCAR throughout the NASCAR Cup playoffs every single week. And now we actually get to welcome in NASCAR driver himself, Parker Kligerman. And, and Parker, we're so thankful for the time today. I, I look at this weekend, only the top eight are going to advance after this race. Uh, what stands out is Kyle Busch right now. He's hanging on to that eighth spot. He's 10 to one to win this weekend. Obviously, it's going to come down now to this battle leading into the top eight and ultimately heading into the final. From your opinion, why is this a must-watch must event in Charlotte? Well, it's pretty simple. First of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, this is one of the craziest events we have in NASCAR. So this track is, you know, an imagination or imaginary track in some respects just a couple years ago that we thought if we combine an oval and a road course, what we get, it'd be a roval. And that's what we're going to now. And it's a crazy race. We've seen epic finishes here. It can get intense. You're always on edge on this track. And then you add in that this is a playoff cutoff race, which means that only eight are going to advance in the next round of playoffs and have that next chance to go fight for a championship. So that puts an immense amount of pressure on the drivers, on the teams. And you mentioned Kyle Busch. He's sitting there nine points to the good, but he's going to a place that he has struggled at mightily. He has not finished well there at all. And the guy he's up against in points most closely is Kevin Harvick, who's struggled on road courses, but has had great finishes on the Roval. So this is going to be an incredibly tense matchup. And then add in that those two are fighting for a place in the points. But if one of those drivers behind them, those other four, would go on to win, then that would become moot. And now they're trying to make it in another way. So it's, a, it's going to be a wild battle. 
That's a great way to frame this. And honestly, I can't, I went looking at the uh, outright board, expecting that maybe there would be a little bit of a, a premium on the guys that needed to win, which may create some value on the guys who I think ought to be the favorites. But no, Chase Elliott, two to one. Kyle Larson, four to one. Uh, those guys, I believe, are rightful favorites considering this track and their their history here. Is that the you know is that the the right way to look at the top of the market? No doubt. I know Chase Elliott's still in a precarious position points wise, but he has been the gold standard in road course racing in NASCAR for the last couple of years, and it's really unbelievable. Maybe never before have we seen someone execute the level he does every single time we go to this form of racing. So you cannot, you know, put him anywhere else other than being the absolute favorite every time we go to a road course right now until we see some sort of weakness, but we just haven't seen it. He always finds the speed behind him. If I were to look for some, you know, interesting possibilities there, you know, if you were trying to be a contrarian pick, maybe a Martin Trex Jr. at six and a half to one, I think he'd be really good. He's been probably the closest competitor to Chase Elliott consistently over the last couple of years on the road courses. But then you mentioned there's a couple of guys that have to win. And do they have the speed? Well, I look at William Byron and Alex Bowman. And William Byron is at, I think, 14 to one to win. He absolutely can win. He's showed the speed there. He's got qualified really well. They absolutely can pull it off. And then Alex Bowman, he has the second best average finish at the roll of a 4.7 in three starts. He has top tens. He's at what is it like a 3000 plus 3000, 30 to one. I mean, you got to take him. He has, he has to win and he has the results there. So I think he'd be a great contrarian bet as well. Yeah. Alex Bowman finished fifth in Charlotte back in May. He is sitting at 30 to one. He needs the win. He's in 12th place right now. So that's an awesome, interesting look. Okay. Parker, we have to ask you, we always look for kind of dark horses that we could find some value because the outright market is so tricky in NASCAR. We look for some top 10 finishes. So I'll put you on the spot a little bit here. Who do you like to maybe get in that top 10, but not take down the outright market? Well, I think when you look at those, it's a little tougher, as you mentioned, because they, you know, it gets a little closer. A lot of people have the opportunity to top 10, but some of the interesting ones that stuck out to me are Ross Chastain. You know, that 42 car has been really good on the road courses. I could see him easily getting in the top 10. I know at negative 110, that doesn't seem like a great bet, but if you look at a lot of the top 10 odds, it's not great bets in that sense. Chase Briscoe there <laughs> at negative 105, I think he's great. And then one that actually just popped up recently that I saw was not in the top 10. It was actually not favored to be in the top 10. That's Michael McDowell at plus 220. So I think that's a great one. He's a road course ace. You know, he'll be right with them. He's definitely a guy that could find himself in the top 10 late. With, with how crazy the Roval gets, that's a really hard bet. But I think you could take look at those three and think, ah, those are some pretty solid bets to be right there looking at the top 10 or in the top 10 come the end of the race. Parker, not only have you convinced me on a few plays, I'm actually super excited to watch this this weekend. So awesome yes. stuff. Really appreciate it. If you're not already, follow Parker on Twitter at Kligerman. Parker, really appreciate it again. And we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. And definitely tune in. It's going to be an awesome show. We're going to have to. A lot yeah, going right on, on this weekend. We said that. Um, Play baseball, playoff NASCAR. This is uh, about as good as you could ask for, right? Fairly correctly, I'll, you know, we give people some insight to our lives. And I said it earlier in the show, I moved out West, right? And last night I'm watching the game and sure. fantastic wild card game in the NL. And um, obviously if you had the run line for the Cardinals, a little bit tricky towards the end, but just from a perspective, <laughs> living out here, I was able to watch it and go to bed at a decent hour. That was amazing. I keep saying that. I don't know if I'm getting older and maybe going to bed matters more. I don't know what it is, Drew, but um, 
that was the highlight of my night. I didn't have a wager on the game, but just being able to watch it at a decent hour and go to sleep was amazing. And that's if you're, the yeah. my life. If you're saying we're spoiled living in California, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. But moving forward. Nothing I love more besides going to bed early and watching the, the National League wildcard game at a decent hour than finding some winners for tonight or this weekend. It is time for Edge of the Day here on Bet the Edge, Drew. So where are we going? What is your favorite play today? Well, I'm going to take a stinky dog this weekend, and uh, this is basically a fade based on a cluster injury. These are fun ways to attack the market once we get into the middle of the season here. And if you haven't been following closely, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are dealing with a pretty substantial cluster injury to their defensive backfield. They will be missing at least four of their starting five defensive backs. They like to run an aggressive scheme under Todd Bowles in general, which means they put a lot of pressure on their defensive backfield on a normal week where they are all the way healthy. This week, bringing you know that the key guy to follow is uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., who is in the concussion protocol. He is the straw that stirs the drink for this defense, as far as I can tell you. And uh, if he is out because of the, this concussion, then there is going to be a ton of pressure uh, on this defense. And this is already one of the bottom defenses in the league in terms of pass defense so far this season. That will be that much more challenging in the absence of Winfield. So realistically, Jacoby Brissett and this wide receiving core, despite being extremely underwhelming last week against the Indianapolis Colts, I think have a decent matchup against Tampa Bay and should be able to uh, stay with inside the 10. So I will take the 10 points with the Miami Dolphins. I do like this. I think it's going to be one of those plays you're holding your breath towards the end, but I like the 10 and it's always good to have our edge tools on your side. And you have that confidence coming in on Miami plus the 10, by the way, for more plays today at 3 PM on our YouTube channel, if not on Peacock after blitzing the board with myself, Drew Densick and Warren Sharp breaking down the NFL slate for week five, I'm giving a play for tonight. And I had to look for a minute to find some value on the board. And I think I got something. I'm looking at a fellow Gator, Freddie Swain. Tonight, you can go over his reception prop at two and a half at plus 150 on points bet. I think this and plus money does offer a lot of value. I think Seahawks are going to be able to find um, a lot of success against this Rams defense. They have not played up to the hype that we thought they were going to have. They ranked 20th in DVOA. We know Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. They're a little banged up. And Jalen Ramsey is going to be a factor in this game. I did talk about that off the top of the show. I think opens a lot of opportunity for Freddie Swain. He saw four targets last week, three receptions then. But look back to week two when they did expose the Titan secondary. Swain had five receptions for 95 yards. We know he's going to be overlooked just a little bit because I talked about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and rightfully, but because the Rams defense, as we've seen, is more equipped to probably take those deep passes and Russell Wilson out of the game that way. I think Freddie Swain as a wide receiver three option for this game going over two and a half receptions is my favorite prop on the board trail. I mean, you're getting plus 150. That's fantastic. And honestly, if there's one thing that I immediately think of when I think of Russell Wilson in primetime, it is making stars out of guys that you had never heard of before. And while I do know Freddie Swain, he kind of fits into that category for a lot of the casual fans. Uh, and I think you also absolutely nailed it. Jalen Ramsey is going to be on one of the stars. Mm -hmm. And that is going to create opportunities for the secondary receivers. And Freddie Swain absolutely ought to shine. So plus 150, good luck. Plus 150, let's get ready swing, fellow Gator, to three receptions, and we'll take the Dolphins plus 10 for your edge of the day for this weekend. That does it here on Bet the Edge. Thanks for joining us on our 
NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel if you are listening later because maybe you're busy working or whatever you are doing. We do appreciate that. Just be sure to sign up and rate the podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to go to NBCSportsEdge.com. A ton of tools, analysis, and picks there to continue helping you with your wagers. Best of luck. Enjoy Thursday night football and MLB playoffs. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.